If you want a picture of the future, imagine a boot stamping on a human face forever. The moral to be drawn from this dangerous nightmare situation is a simple one. Don't let it happen. Welcome back. Hello, world. Today's episode is called the surveillance pandemic. It's called the surveillance pandemic because you have the COVID nineteen pandemic going on as we speak, and I think it has emboldened surveillance companies and the surveillance companies. The surveillance state that we already have has a whole new virus infecting our civil liberties, such as our privacy and. Even to a certain extent, our free speech. You know, so I'm gonna name. We we can talk about these independently, but I'm gonna list it list it out just so you know. So you have. Let's talk about the the first one. Clearview AI tracking coronavirus patients. Um, that was a big issue. You know, do you know about Clearview AI? Um, there are a social and you, uh, by the way if you go on the footnotes down you can find it clear you yeah so clear ai has been a controversial company because their whole data collection practices you know are very iffy and fishy they all the social media posts that are out there they used without the permission of the people who who own them to you know further further expand the advancement of their facial recognition process, uh, programs and you know that uses AI so here's the thing though you know it they clearly AI has failed to demonstrate that it can be trusted to protect American privacy and let's there's a guy named Marquis a member of the Senate Commerce Science and Transportation Committee he said in a statement I'm concerned that if a company becomes involved in our nation's response to the coronavirus pandemic, its invasive technology will become normalized, and that could spell the end of our ability to move anonymously, anonymous, uh, yeah, anonymously and freely in public. And yeah, the company had has developed technology that can match faces to a database of more than three billion images indexed from the internet including social media applications founded by Juan Tonzat and Richard Schwartz. The company maintained a low profile until t- late 2019 when its usage by law inform- enforcement was reported on. So the biggest issue was the fact that they were so secretive about it. They were so low profile and that they wanted to be involved in, in tracking down coronavirus um, patients. So they already demonstrated that they don't care about people's privacy, right? They're taking people's data from social media, from the internet, without people's permission. And I've also heard that they have shared it with law enforcement as well. So you have... That's something that that we know now because the coronavirus is even a thing because they wanted to help track them. So that's why it's another thing. You know, the surveillance pandemic... You also have South Korea and Hong Kong. You know, they've been using electronic trackers to help enforce quarantine. Now, I don't know to to what extent they're doing this, but 
um, I am putting down the uh, that in the um, description. So if you want to read more about it, you can go on, in on it. Um, yeah, people in China, people were required to wear a digital wristband and download the Stay Home Safe app, which worked together to enforce quarantine requirements. Travelers returning to India and Bangladesh received hand stamps that marked them as meant to be quarantined. And also, apparently, in the U.S., states issued stay-at-home orders and mask mandates as well. So, that's something else. That that's the surveillance pandemic. Um, yeah, and not it, Clearview AI is not the only company that has been sharing um, data with law enforcement agencies. There's a bunch. I think law enforcement they pay them to be able to do that to use it to you know solve crimes. So it's not the first we're ever going to hear of that. And what else? We have heard about immunity passports. One step closer to a national di- digital ID. That's the problem. It's a problem because we have a right, again, a right to our own personal data. We talked about the, the in the last episode why privacy is important. You know, it's about controlling your data. It's your property. It comes from you. You should care about it. And if you don't, you are just letting people trample all over you. And that's a problem. You also have um, automatic, uh, you know, automated contact tracing. You know, using people's geolocation. Right? So people know where you're at. You, the government knows where you're at. Even at, at one point I heard even like people like the, the pol- yeah, Every, anybody can know where you're at actually. Yeah. That's, they shouldn't need, they don't need to know that. South Korean health authorities legally use cell phone data, credit card histories, and surveillance cameras to trace infection routes. So that's that's also part of the um, contact tracing efforts they've done. This is all this stuff has been emboldened by the the pandemic. You know, the ends justify the mean. We want to help people. We want to keep them safe. So we're gonna you know do all these things. We're gonna contact trace them right illegally, right? Even so, even though I think it's a legal loophole, I don't know about that. If you know credit card histories, I mean, usually from what I understand, credit cards can companies they can they only do that when a crime is committed. They don't just do it because of. That's what I thought. Right, but apparently, they can do it whenever they want. <laughs> if they get permission, because it's you know, and by the way, contact tracing, you know, there's people, there's you, know, you there's would need a, a you would need a warrant for that. Yeah, still, you're gonna get a mass warrant. Yeah. And here's the thing about it. Um, it's not just about due process or anything. It's about w- even the effectiveness of contact tracing to begin with. Some people, some people, uh, there's a debate. That's all I'm saying. That there is a debate whether or not it's actually helping, right? Um, and I'm, that's what I'm just gonna put put that out there for you to for you to figure out for yourself. But even then, I'm thinking about it from a legal standpoint. You know, from my understanding, credit card histories usually are. Yeah, you're not just going to find any, and, well, yeah. I mean, I was shocked when, maybe this was something, but when I started hearing about credit card companies blocking people from using them. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's that's a separate issue. Yeah, but, but that was. But the fact that they, you know, there's it's all in conjunction. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. It's Everything is now, now is in conjunction with something else. It's not just a credit card company, you know. It's law enforcement agencies, law enforcement agencies working with different you know, private companies. You know, it's all all banks, company, and pr- private companies, the government, all working together. 
Yeah, you in unison. Shutting off people's utilities. It's, yeah. And the, like the, the Gavin Newsom, I think, no, no, the mayor of LA, I think he threatened to shut off the utilities for some people who weren't um, I think complying with the stay at home orders. I think one in case a few years was ago. confirmed. At least one. Yeah. Where they just cut off their power? They cut off their electricity, yeah. Um, yeah. If this is not, you know, Opening your eyes to the you know the surveillance pandemic. Not just don't know, don't only think about the pandemic going on now, but you know this thing, the other problem that was going on way before this, the surveillance state. Now some people are like, oh, who cares about the surveillance state, right? But it's it's first of all, it's just more it's more about you know when this passes, when things get to normal, you know they're gonna have these technologies, they've developed them, and they have become. Probably more advanced because of this, because of the time frame we needed to, you know, curb the virus, create the vaccine. Yeah, they and all they made a lot of laws pretty lax. A lot of companies were able to do things they wouldn't normally be able to do. And that that's not the problem. The problem is that I'm not trying to downplay the pandemic. I what I'm trying to say is that um, uh, what you just said. <laughs> And you, what you said is that, yeah, things are becoming lax. It's like, it's the idea, it's kind of that idea where the end justifies the means. So it's, so this pandemic is extremely deadly and infectious and we need to stop it at any cost, no matter what. The ends justify the means. If we have to infringe upon your poverty and your, your, your personal privacy and all your civil liberties, it doesn't matter. That's, that's the whole idea, you know? And I'm not shaming these countries. Yeah, I am shaming these countries, actually. Screw it. I don't think that's right. That's just my opinion. But I just think it's not a good precedence that's being set. That's all I'm saying. Because, you know, these things are going to be well established. All these things, all these facial recognition problems, facial recognitions, I mean, turning off people's power if they don't want. What's next, you know, after this pandemic, right? What if they find another reason to do it? What if they create a new law? Who knows? You know, that's all I'm saying. Um, also, drones enforcing social distancing. You heard about those? Yeah, I saw some videos. I mean, that that does not send a good precedence, right? You're just having people being traced by these drones in the airs, like like it's some kind of police state. You know, I mean, what's next? You're gonna put rubber bu- rubber bullets inside in case you don't, you know follow the stay-at-home order and they just shoot it at you they shoot um rubber bullets or some kind of spray on you yeah what's next you know that's all i'm saying is that it's the proclivity of things the unintended consequences and the advancement of it that's that's all i'm trying to propose in this um yeah and all you know also, yeah, the one issue with the, uh, I'm going to go back to that one point with the phone lo- phone location data. You know, arguably, it is insufficiently, it's it's kind of hard to identify when two people were close enough together to transmit the virus. But will it, but it exposes where people have been and what they're doing with this pho- geolocation data, this automatic contact tracing with uh, phone data, phone and location data. So the, not even, not only is like, it's already, you know, borderline infringing upon your privacy but also it may not even be that effective yeah that's the problem so you're 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 willing to cross that line for the uh potential the potential that it may help you know enforce certain rules that's that's the problem 
I think it's intentional. I think they know. Like and, and also, you have, for example, what it, recently you know they had this robot digi dog in uh, New York. Have you heard about that? This I have not. Well, if you the, the, here's the thing though, the the govern it's a police dog, right? They they hired this robot dog to patrol the street the streets of the Bronx or something. You know, but you know, here's the thing though. With these, that's the thing. That's the problem of um. You look it up, by the way, if you if you haven't seen it. I think it's on the in the footnotes. Yeah, it is in the footnotes. If you go on the very bottom. Let me see. But anyway, what I'm trying to say is that um, it's about cooperation with the people, right? And the nature of technological disruptive innovation, right? I think we you know we're getting. It's like Christmas, right? It's like the inter- Interstellar movie. There. You got a new gadget, a new tech, something like a present every day. That's the, the nature of the the innovation of technology. Um, that's the crazy part. You have new toys every day, and this look at this robot digidog. Was there a cooperation with the regular people to to you know, in case this is um gonna be a thing? You know, did 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 they talk to the people and say, hey, we're gonna have a robot dog go around that you know. Might be used for surveillance, and you know, do you guys want this? Do you guys want this? Is this, is this even legal? It's a new technology. You, yeah, that's you were you know you. Here's the thing: we we give our taxes to police officers and police precincts so they can help serve the public. But shouldn't we have a say in, in yeah. what they're going to use, what tech they're going to use? So if they suddenly want to start using like nano, I don't know, tiny, tiny, um, I don't know, some new tech. That we don't understand very well, without your consent, don't you? Th- I don't mean, isn't that a problem? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, where's like, did you ask me for this? You just decided for me that it's gonna be for my safety to use this random dog. By the way, even Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, you know, she talked about it too. As much as I disagree with a lot of stuff she says, I agree with her in this aspect. I agree. Where's the where's the dialogue? You know, this is a a society in which we have a dialogue with the with people who hold power whether that be locally or federally so that's that's a huge deal and move on to the next point the local government of china and this is by the way some of these things are a little old they're a few years old but i wanted to talk about it just because these are like the the biggest issues i've seen so far some of these are kind of new and i'm putting some of the links down below so you can read it but the local government of China's Jiangsu province has launched a new social control system that compi- combines the health code program with the party's social credit system to create a new so-called civilization code. The system gives each person a civilian score, which ranks them into different levels. And this level is then used by the government to judge who gets priority or who should be subjected to restrictions and punishments. That's, yeah. What else do I got to what do you think of that? <laughs> I mean, not surprised in China. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, that's the one thing that um, if China is doing it, then that's pretty. Some other they'll find a way. Yeah. They'll find a way to make it any any new form of technology that the Chinese can get their hands on. They'll always use it, use it for this purpose to keep their 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 people in check, you know, and to infringe upon their privacy, their freedom of speech all their civil liberties to have total control and at, and influence their behavior and it will be exported and it will be exported that's the problem not only when it's going to be 
exported and it might be normalized. And that's the biggest issue that with the Clearview AI, you have a company that's very secretive and is not really transparent and it's taking people's private property, their photos that they uploaded. I mean, technically it is for the public, but you know, when you have a, a whole company based upon this and taking all these things without, you know, at least you knowing about it and just telling you, Hey, we know we were using this. Yeah. You want them to, you know, be part of your contact tracing program or whatever program you have to, you know, curb stomp the virus. What kind of precedence does that set? It sets normalization of these tech. That's the, that's the problem. Once we get normalized to all these, te- all these technologies that have been implemented during the, the pandemic to, you know, you know, it's for the better of the, of the people kind of thing. It's for your security. They're not gonna. They're not gonna go away. They're gonna stay. They're gonna advance, and you're gonna. No, they're gonna normalize it. That's the problem, and that's slowly happening in front of our eyes as we can see it. But again, like I don't want to be like those other. I mean, that's why people just need to know about it first. I think that's the, that's the first step. Yes. Bec- people people with a voice should talk about it. People, and I think yeah, it is raising eyebrows. That's why. I don't know as much as I kind of dislike some of the things that you know Ocasio Cortez does. Especially how she lied about, you know, all that stuff that happened to her recently. Um, uh, I can't help but kind of applaud her for at least saying something about it and not staying quiet. As much as I disagree with a lot of the stuff she says. Yeah. Um, but people should, you know, other than her, should be talking about it. She's asking for dialogue, but giving them more power and realizing they're never... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the thing, gonna too. they take you seriously. Also, that no, another thing... Venice, Italy has created a disturbingly monolithic surveillance grid to track and trace everyone who enters and leaves the city and claims that this could be the future of tourism in a post-COVID world. Yikes. Okay, next one. German anti-lockdown doctor, Dr. Andreas Noack, arrested. Yeah, for a stream. He was, oh, wait, what he was doing was he was um, streaming to his followers on YouTube or Twitch, um, uh, you know, talking to them about why he's against all these lockdowns in, in Germany. And we know what happens to him. He gets arrested at gunpoint by a bunch of police officers, you know, for freedom of speech, for something that should be protected, right? Also, this happened in, in Denmark. Also, you have, like, for example, that pregnant woman in Australia Arrested over starting an anti-lockdown protest on Facebook. Then you also have shadow banning on YouTube. You know, coronavirus. You know, YouTube bans medically unsubstantiated content. They are now the arbiters of whatever you can say on there. Well, it's a private company, right? That's what they always say. It's a private company. So this is... The, the pandemic, the surveillance pandemic, you know, these are the many things and many more to come. And that's where we're here just to create a surveillance report. We'll call it Jurna. Try to do this more often because it should be timely. This, some of these things are very time timely. These are, these are just things that I have seen and read about. And by the way, this is stuff that I didn't have to look too hard to find. I remember there's a lot of there's, cases. Out there's there. so many cases. So any 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 thoughts from you on the surveillance pandemic? Man, 
you have also yet yeah, one of the biggest disappointments. Thermal imaging too. Thermal imaging. You know, you better have you better not have a fucking fever when they did this, right? If you had a yeah. fever all that day, you're gonna <laughs> get the anal swab in China, <laughs> right? You're gonna get the anal swab that they were doing on the diplomats. Who would subject themselves to that? I get. Well, I guess our diplomats that went there because they had to I take said it. No, I yeah. would. I would refuse. Exactly. And they just took it. They took it literally up the butt. They took an anal swab up the butt. I mean, isn't there other 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 kinds of testing? Is that I don't know. I don't want to no, talk that, about that was done on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> They're probably laughing There's no too. No way that wasn't a message. <laughs> exactly. They're la- they're saying we can stick this up your diplomat's butts whenever we want. And you're not going to do anything. You're not going to say anything. We're going to anally swab you. And you're not going to resist. You're going to take it like the little bitch you are. And do nothing. Yeah, and do nothing. <laughs> and they did it. <laughs> yes, and they did it. That's the, that's the funny part, too. And, um, yeah, I'm going to post this, everything we have talked about. What? Okay, so we'll we'll talk about We're going to go through it one more time, okay? So, I don't know, somebody just, you know, there's always those people who want to skip, skip stuff. Okay, Clearview AI, tracking coronavirus patients despite them using data inappropriately to begin with. South Korea and Hong Kong have been using electronic trappers, trackers to help enforce quarantine. Infected with COVID-19, data might be shared with law enforcement. And that's, by the way, in the U.S. from what I heard. They were, they were going to potentially do this. Share with law enforcement. For what? To get arrested in case you defy orders? Stay-at-home orders if you want to get groceries? Yeah. What, why? Right. Why? <laughs> Immunity passports. One step closer to a national digital ID. Automated contact tracing. Again, you know, arguably people are talking about the effectiveness of it, and this is back then, by the way. So this, all of this is past. Some of these are older. I'm just saying because these are the most daunting I have seen. South Korean author- health authorities legally use cell phone data, credit card. When here's the thing. When has it has it been possible where a hospital can can take credit card histories without somebody committing a crime. And, right? I, maybe in SARS this happened. Maybe I'm just ignorant. But anyway, it's just... I've not heard of it. it um, maybe I'm I just... Ig- the same question Maybe I am just ignorant. Facial recognition slash thermal imaging used to identify coronavirus patients in, in, in China. We're not even going to talk about China too much because, you know, all the stuff they have done has been even crazier than this. They have done all of the above plus newer technology to do that's the scary part that will be normalized that will be exported to our you know to the u.s to western cu- cultures mm-hmm. you're next you have drones enforcing social distancing robot digital ro- digital robot dogs without the consent of the people you have you know venice creating a monolithic surveillance grid to track and trace everyone who enters and leaves the city they say this is the new Future of tourism, you know, German, you you have the freedom of speech, you know, right to assemble peacefully. Pregnant woman in Australia arrested over anti-lockdown protests on Facebook. German anti-lockdown doctor Andreas Norak arrested in Germany. You have shadow banning on YouTube. YouTube banned medically unsubstantiated content. Even though, by the way, this was a new virus. There was much dialogue happening. That's what you do. The scientific method is dependent on the dialogue between different people, including citizen scientists. Not citizen scientists, but, you know, people who, you know, they want to use, they want to have an opinion too on it. Maybe they could have a, you know, 
not one single person should not be the arbiter of truth in any field or aspect, right? If you want to comment on something, you should have an yeah. ability to comment on even even if it's not the scientific in a scientific sense, you can comment on the ethical ramifications of how it will be applied to society yeah. as a citizen. You have a you have a voice. So even if you're not a scientist, and even those voices even, are getting crushed. Yes, even scientists, they're yeah. Even other scientists were being banned too. This is the big deal. So this is the surveillance pandemic on every aspect possible. You, it has been used to, yeah, it is creating new technologies. It's normalizing technology that, that enforce a surveillance state. And there's some people who like it, who love it. They're like, this is security. This is how we should be living. And, you know, there's different, that's why next episode is the technology enthusiasm spectrum, you know? Anyway, Parabellum? Parabellum.